Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. We are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight. Got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet. Cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Become a member of the National At-Home Dad Network, an organization focused on providing advocacy, community, education, and support. Connecting with households where dad is the primary caregiver of the children. We do this through our webinar and podcast series, mental health support groups, regular online social events, as well as our annual convention. The National At-Home Dad Network is a 100% volunteer organization. Without the generous support of its members and the community around it, we would not be able to continue the work that we do. Becoming a member gives you access to past convention speaker presentations, the ability to vote for board members annually, and ensures that the organization's fees and bills are in positive standing. Oh yeah, it should not go unmentioned that there is some cool swag headed your way if you decide to become a member. For only $35 a year, your membership provides you with the exclusive content only we can generate, and you'll be supporting an organization that benefits families all around the country and world. By advocating for them, offering them community, providing education and guidance, and supporting them to grow in their parenthood journey. And one last thing, if you contribute $500 or more, you will become a lifetime member. Not only will you receive everything already mentioned, but also a certificate recognizing your status and an exclusive National At-Home Dad Network challenge coin with our trademark logo, Dads Don't Babysit. So what are you waiting for? Become a member today. Welcome to Home Dad Chat. Danny, you're back. Welcome back, man. I missed you last week, although I did have a very fun conversation with Josh and I felt like if I would have let him go, man, we would have made it all the way (laughs) to Mordor. We would have made it all the way. He was on a roll. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and Joshua and I have talked in the past and other, other places about it. And, and I am like, I'm like a fan and like, yay, Lord of the Rings. But he is like, I don't know how to put it in less Southern, but died in the wool, like knows his stuff geek. I mean, I am not on that level. His, his geek food is strong. And um, it's, it's been impressive too, because you know, Marnie's like that. And her brother actually is like that. And Mm. they, have you seen the new rings of power on Amazon? I have not started it yet. I'm going to let it get a few more episodes down before I actually hit play on it. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. All I'm going to say is that sitting there this weekend because we watched the first episode with her family while we were at the lake and it was a big thing we're all going to get together sit down and her and her brother are just going that's so and so oh my god that's blah blah and these are people i've never (laughs) heard of you know and it's like who is this and my wife was like oh okay so you know this guy well it's his great great grandfather who is known in the stories as having done this amazing thing and we never have gotten been able to see him before and now he's on screen and i'm like mm, okay 
cool that, cool are there that sounds there like dragons in this what are we you know? yeah i was gonna say <laughs> this sounds that sounds a lot like i'm watching house of the dragon house of the dragon yeah. right now and uh i'm only like a couple of episodes into it and honestly i think i'm actually just starting a third episode about halfway through right now had to stop to go pick up the kids from school but that to me like you watch certain parts of that and you're like, Oh, I kind of know that name sounds familiar. And then of course, mm -hmm. you know, you just go to TikTok and watch a few of the different people talk about where that matches up with game of Thrones. Yeah. And you know, you've got different characters who are basically like, they say things about those characters in house of dragons, you know, and how mm -hmm. they died or whatever it is. And you're just like, you obviously know the outcome of like all these people that you're watching in house of yeah. dragons, but at the yeah. same time too, it's this kind of, interesting it's sort of filling in the gap so i completely mm -hmm. understand what you know kind of geeking out over oh yeah like that person is connected to that person only there's yeah. like three generations in between it all <laughs> yeah and i get it i love it but i just don't have the i don't know maybe well i'm gonna say i don't have the time to remember all those facts i just i don't have the brain i, I usually say just, i don't have the bandwidth for that that's usually that'll my work. Too. <laughs> yeah. that'll work. i don't want to admit how stupid i am but yeah i don't have the bandwidth man i, I can't yeah. do that today I, I can remember other stuff. So like yeah, school so schedules. That's, but so those things are going on, and that was a lot of fun. But uh, tonight, I'm very excited because uh, we're really bringing out uh, all the uh, the firepower. I feel like because uh, you know we've done you know a couple guests here and a couple guests there, but you know we're kind of just like throwing the doors open, and we're bringing in four people to talk to you tonight so there's going to be a lot of voices mm -hmm. just going to be fun for me who edits all this because that's six different voice tracks that i have to you yeah. know stack and and all that but it'll be fun um but i am very interested to hear from the nominees for this year that are going to be running to uh be on the board and a couple of them are re-elections and a couple mm -hmm. of them are brand new to it so um yeah, so I'm really excited for that. We got some questions for them. Uh, the guys in the Discord channel were really good about uh, getting some questions. So we have things from out of there. And I'm I'm sure just, you know, I'm sure you'll come up with some good questions and I might come up with a couple of good questions. Who knows? But I think mm -hmm. that in all um, should be fun. Should be a real should be a really good uh, conversation. Um, I, I have a feeling that maybe one of the guys might have to duck out early, possibly, depending on how things go with his life situation. Um, yeah. But we'll see what uh we'll see how that goes as well. Um, what 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 would I what would you say you're uh you're most interested in uh in kind of hearing from uh from these guys? Well, you know, having just gotten on the board last year, and honestly having no idea what I was getting into, um, I do want to get a feel for really, um, what they think they're getting into, or what they if they know what they're getting into, but also the why of it. You know, why yeah. do you want to do this? Um, because we can all say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll run for the board. But having that reason, having that understanding of, well, this person wants to do it because they have, you know, a solid plan to change the way we deal with, you know, um, sponsors for the convention. I don't know. But they yeah. have something that they know they can go in. And that it is an area that we've always, you know, as a volunteer organization, we always need improvement. Um, so looking forward to that, just learning what their reasons are for wanting to be on the board. Um, and I will say beyond that, which that's not as important, really. Like if you don't have a reason, I absolutely understand that. I've talked sure. to so many past board members. Like, I don't know. I just wanted to help. Yeah. And that's enough. <laughs> See a need, fill a need. That's what that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing so, wrong with that for sure. I just want to hear that. What about you? I, I think for me, like I want to hear um, sort of what, 
what things they would like to see take place um, in the organization, like going forward. Um, you mm-hmm. know, a lot has changed in the time since, you know, since I got into this organization and also like, it was like got into the organization and on the board all at the same time. It was, you know, a lot went on, but um, I am curious to kind of see what they have watched take place and how they would like to then not so much like steer the ship, but help like, you know, kind of route the ship because, Mm -hmm. you know, it really is a team effort. Um, And that's the thing, like, you know, we do have a president, but I feel like, um, especially right now, uh, current president, uh, he is very good to just listen and get a collective uh, before making decisions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to me, like, that's a very like awesome sort of, I guess, like, I don't know what you call it. It's not, it's not top down. It's like bottom up, I guess. I don't know. Like, you know, like leadership type thing. Yeah. Um, And so, and so to me, like, that's what's important. And that's, I want to see like kind of where they want to go with that. Um, But no, who knows? We'll see how it all plays out. Um, And uh, we'll have them on here in in a few minutes. Uh, I will say also too, um, that this episode is sponsored by Dad University, uh, and we are going to have a, a quick little a bit of information about them. Got a sponsor, yeah, we got a sponsor. It's pretty. I'm awesome. doing the, We've got a sponsor dance. It's all good. Yeah, that's cool. It is cool. It is cool. So we'll uh, we'll we'll run that, and we'll be right back with uh, the nominees for the board for this year. Achieve your full potential as a father with Dad University, the one-of-a-kind educational platform for dads. They help you go from overwhelmed and confused to a calm and confident father with their courses, videos, live broadcast, support forum, and more. The cost is pay what feels good, so you get to decide what to pay. Visit daduniversity.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Home Dad Chat. Like we said before, we've got some special guests with us tonight. We're one short because uh, I totally forgot that uh, Keith was not going to be able to make it. He's on vacation. But we do have with us tonight uh, Kyle Denny, Gerard Guzman, and his adorable four-month-old, and uh, Matt Strain. And uh, we're going to be talking with them about why it is they either want to join the board or be reelected to the board. So are you ready to uh, fire away, Danny, with questions and put these guys in the hot seat? Oh, yeah. Grill them, man. Grill them. Like, how can I hold your baby? (laughs) Where do I have to go to hold your baby? And how long can I hold your baby? That's all you, Gerard. And will that baby be at home dad con? (laughs) He will. He will be in Phoenix. Oh, oh, really? Nice. Okay. Right. Nice. I may have to steal baby time. I haven't had that in a while. You may want to you may want to get a schedule, man. It'd just be like a dance card. Just just sign like, up. Nine to ten is full, but you know, ten to eleven. Can you now you, some time? Hey Gerard, you're gonna really find oh. out who really wants to hold the baby when you're like, here you go, blow out. Who wants him? Right. Here you go. <laughs> got you. I got you. I'll do it. Yeah. No backsies. <laughs> that's that's bonding time, man. That's the time you really, especially if if your spouse is breastfeeding, yeah. you don't have any time with the kid a lot of times. So that's diapers is my thing. Heck yeah, definitely. Rose, well, yeah. but it's my thing. 
So we're, we're really we're really happy to have you guys on tonight. Um, like we were telling uh, everybody before uh, the commercial break, uh, we've got questions from some of the guys from Discord um, who put in some different things. I've got a couple questions that uh, me and my wife were talking about, and she was like, "I bet that they would want to hear this." And so and those so we got those questions, and then from there, like Danny and I'll just throw in our own little curveballs, or uh, and we'll just <laughs> we'll just talk it up and see how it all goes. So and. Um, you know, if there's anything that you want to share along the way, you know, we can, we can work that in as well. So, um, but I think it would be best if we start by just giving you guys an opportunity to introduce yourself a little bit, um, just give yourself, give us all like a quick little blurb of who you are and, uh, and we'll just kind of go from there. So, um, I want to start with, uh, Gerard, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, yeah, I'm Gerard. Uh, I live here, up here in Seattle. I've been in here, been in the Northwest for, about a decade now uh, from Chicago. Yeah, father of four, I have a 21 year old, almost 22, <laughs> I guess, uh, in college now. Uh, my 15 year old, a, I have a new kindergartner, and this little fellow right here. Nice. Yeah. How, uh, how long have you been a stay at home dad? So, uh, stay at home probably the last five years. Uh, since he since my uh, yeah five year old was born, uh, prior to that I was on the road and touring and traveling six eight months a, out of the year. Wow. And okay. Got to that point and was like, I'm ready to slow it down and actually you know, just knowing recognizing how much stuff I missed out on, um, and was in a kind of comfortable place and kind of had. A little more freedom to be home. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna take the opportunity and like really hunker down and be be at home with the kids. That's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. Uh Kyle Denny, man, tell us about you. Uh yeah, I have been a stay-at-home dad for six years. So my daughter was about a year old. Um I have a seven, four-year-old. Yeah, my daughter was about one. I was working missing out on just a ton and you know I didn't make I definitely didn't make near as much as my wife so uh did we hit a child care snafu and then we said hey let's try this out for a while and you know we never looked back it's it's been amazing so nice yeah That's awesome um, thanks yeah thanks for sharing and uh Matt Strain tell us about you man well, um, I'm Matt. I live here in Durham, North Carolina. I've got two kids. My oldest is eight and she just started kin or I'm sorry, third grade. And my youngest just started kindergarten uh, in the last week. So in the last week, I've experienced having both children in school all day for the first time in forever. And uh, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's really different. Um, mm -hmm. Prior, I, I've been a stay-at-home dad now for over eight years. I started right after my wife's maternity leave ended when uh, our daughter was born. Um, we kind of planned on this from the beginning. I was a chef by trade uh, before becoming a stay-at-home dad, and my wife works in the medical field, so there was never a question about whose income needed to stay. And um, I became a stay-at-home dad eight years ago. 
Cool, cool. Thank you, Matt. Now, we talk a lot, and I think because this is the At Home Dad Network, and most of what we do is talking about how we, who we are as dads, about our kids, our family, structures, how we got into it and all that. Some of our members want to know what we do or what y'all do when you're not dadding, right? So like when you're, what do you do for yourself? And it can be a hobby, self-care, anything like that. The kind of stuff that you think, okay, I'm a dad, but I'm also this, and whatever that might be. So we'll just, again, just go around the room. Um, I'm going to start because I have to go in the, the order of the pictures on my screen. Unfortunately, I'll forget. So Kyle, you're, uh, you're first, what do you do for yourself? Okay. Um, well, first and foremost is running. I, I get up super early every day and go out for an hour. Um, and, and that's just, you know, I'm out there by myself. Uh, I even stopped running to music. So I just have me and my thoughts. Um, that's the absolute best. But I also run my city dads group. So we do a lot of uh, dad night outs. And um, there's guys from my church that, you know, we go out and we may play top golf or bowling. Uh, we just actually went axe throwing, which was my first time. And that was a blast. Yeah. Was it cool? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they weren't as heavy as I thought they would be. So, yeah. And then I also read a lot. Um, I, I started a book club in 2020 and that was to help me read. But then um, I invited dads to join with me and it just kind of turned into this really cool hangout. And um, so, you know, we talked about the book for 20 minutes and then we talked for an hour and a half. So. Yeah, just go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Like that. So you mentioned that you're a runner. You you are not just a runner, I feel like. Like y- you are on a high <laughs> level of runners because you're not just out there just, you know, oh, I'm doing a 5K or a 10K. <laughs> just so that the just so that the, the listeners know and also to our members, what what is the longest race that you've run in? Um, it was the Boonville back roads in Iowa. And uh, it was a hundred k, so six, it ended up being about sixty three miles. Ooh. Ouch! Wow. That yeah. makes my feet hurt just thinking about it. I know I'm <laughs> I'm tired right now. <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness, man! That's that's a drive. Thank that's you. awesome, Kyle. That is, and, and I think we all know too the things that you know because a lot of people that what you post about most, and it's generally running. And yeah. I, I, I still every time I look at it, I'm like, I wow. And you like you said, every morning, get up for an hour and you run with no music, which for yeah. me is a whole different level of running, too, because <laughs> I I well, I don't run. I'm not a runner, but I do when I ever extra exercise, I use music or a podcast or a book or something to just kind of zone out and forget about, you know, what I'm doing, really and just kind of get into right. it to be able to do that at that level, in my opinion, where you don't need anything. It's just you just doing your thing. That's that's the thing of beauty, in my opinion. Yeah, it's very like Zen, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's my meditation. Yeah, that's what's the, that's what's uh, what's the favorite book that you've uh, read since starting the book club? Ready Player One, I think, mm. was pretty good in 1984, which was by George or- Orwell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I can't, I don't remember the year it came out, but early 1900s. That was pretty fantastic too. Wow. Yeah. I haven't read that book since I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. and it's a great book for a reason. You know, it's in the list. Definitely. So Matt, what about you? What do you do when you're not dad? I mean, I know, but I'm just going to ask, let you say that. 
Well, you know, for a long time, cooking was my main outlet. Um, I, I still, to this day, make all of my own sausage, dry cured salamis, uh, pastrami's, and smoked meats. Um, and, and that occupied a lot. Uh, when the lockdown hit, uh, I rediscovered Lego, uh, which was big fun. I Like, you talk about the zen of running without music. I, I get this real <laughs> enjoyment of just sitting down and in the midst of all the chaos, knowing that there's this one thing that if I just follow the directions, everything will work out. Like nothing will go wrong. And that, that feels really good. And then um, last year on a fluke, I, I started doing triathlon. Um, in the last year, I've done five sprint triathlons. And again, I'm not a heavy runner. I'm not standing on podiums but you know i touched the starting line and the finish line which is a win in my book um and this october i'm going to be doing my first olympic distance which is um the next step up the the end goal is that i just want to finish an ironman race before like my entire body gives out <laughs> i i do I, I will say man it is very impressive to see what you're doing man uh honestly um, the, the other thing that I've done is um, in the last couple of years, and really, again, this started right with lockdown, is I've gotten really heavily involved with um, the online sober community and, um, you know, trying to help out fellow alcoholics like myself, um, you know, who need that, that little push that says, hey, it can be done um, and, and help them out along the way. And that's been a large portion of what I've been doing on like social media and that type of thing recently. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. So you said you uh, rediscovered uh, Lego. So what uh, is that? You do that on your own or are you doing that with your kids? Uh, yes. Okay. All, all of the above. All, sure. all of the above. Um, at the moment right now, uh, my my wife and I are teaming up to build the 90th anniversary Lego castle. Oh, cool. Which is the like 4,000 some odd piece. We're about halfway through, but uh, we're alternating. Like I build one bag and then she'll build the next bag. And then when it's done, our children will just play with it until it falls apart and then we'll rebuild it. Nice. And, you know, but uh, my son builds on his own. My daughter builds. Well, he's five. So he tends to need a little bit of assistance every now and then. Uh, my daughter, she, she's by like, Last year, she was doing 1,200 piece sets by herself. That's awesome. You know, just kind of sitting down and following the directions. Um, she's real big into the Lego elves and the friends sets. Mm -hmm. I remember, I remember you know, being at the board retreat and you saying that you had found a whole bunch of those at like a garage sale or something and had them like set up in the attic that you were just pulling them out for different occasions. Have you gotten through all those? We have two Lego elves sets left still sitting in the attic <laughs> that we are waiting to give away. Nice. <laughs> waiting nice. for that occasion that we have the, the gift just sitting in the wings, which is a great tactic for anybody. If you happen to stumble across a good buy on something your kid likes, especially when it's it a retired, it. especially when it's a retired yeah. set as well. <laughs> That's pretty yes. cool. Very cool. And what what's uh what would you say is the was the most intriguing set that you put together uh, during the pandemic? Because I know you've put some good ones together. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say as far as like the most interesting set, 
that I put together, that would probably be um, the Lego Treehouse, the Lego Ideas Treehouse, because it's like fully supported, built out of Lego. And, you know, it's relatively, you know, it's relatively like a foot and a half tall and has like three separate things, but it's got like winches and pulleys and things that move. There's a lot of engineering behind it. That's cool. Um, You know, to me, that was more interesting in a lot of ways than some of like the big Star Wars sets, because I'm a big Star Wars nerd, Um, you know, that. At a certain point, it just becomes, okay, now we're going to build the third wing and then the fourth wing. They just kind of get repetitive sometimes. Yeah. yeah especially cool. like on the X-wing. Okay, another wing. Oh, oh, another wing. Oh, another. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's your final wing. Anyway. Cool, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Um, Gerard, I uh, I have to imagine with a with a tiny, tiny four-month on your life, maybe your hobbies are a little truncated, or at least most of it would be, but you're a professional. You've got like all the ages of the kids already. You've done this. Yeah. So what do you do when you're not dad, if anything, right now with that baby? Everything is dad. <laughs> how, how do I, I dad everything up? <laughs> so why is, your baby, why is your baby here? Why is your baby at this death match? <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Hey, like, but seriously, we um, we, I do try to. I always been an advocate of there's no. If you want to go, go. And I, I was tell my friends that I have a lot of friends that have had babies over the past year or so. I'm like, if some of you want to go to take the baby, like I want to go to I wanted to go to this concert. Get get some headphones to take the baby. Mm-hmm. They're not. You're not gonna need a ticket. <laughs> That's right. So like, like we go to like uh, wrestling events and concerts and music festivals, and uh, when I can steal away, uh, but when I can steal away, uh, I try to go by myself. I do a lot of go to a lot of art events, um, galleries, museums. I started back painting a few years ago because mm-hmm. as a teenager I used to do graffiti and. Uh, dabbled in art and you know, about five years ago I started back painting and have gotten more into it like since uh over, over the past year and it's kind of like my when I can steal away an hour at the, at the end of the day after I put everybody down it's like mm-hmm. one o'clock in the morning I'm like no let me go down and get a little bit out it helps to get out some of the angst or like helps to just like clear my head and just go and splatter some paint on the canvas what kind of um, paint are you doing? Are you oil, acrylic, or oil and acrylics? Okay. Yeah, oils and acrylics. Um, and what do you paint a specific kind and uh, like landscapes? Mostly or? abstract, um, right. abstract acrylics. Is that um, your stuff on the wall behind you? Um, like it was um like the one of those actually the, the two at the top of the top. I made that. I did that one for my wife. She's mm-hmm. a data analyst uh, with data researcher. Yeah, and one right there. My son and I did this one, so I, I kind of like I'll I do something. I'll let him, my five year old, he'll go and I give him paints and let him go go at it on the canvas, and then mm-hmm. use that as a base. I'm like and trying to like follow his lead. Oh, that's and cool. So we've been working. Even has like small pieces, smaller than that. But right now we have a like six foot by four foot. Uh, canvas that we've been working on for the past Ooh. six months that's cool wow. 
I like that. That's really neat. You got a, it's a very unique bonding time with your kid. I, I don't think a lot of dads maybe would think would be the thing to do. And I, I love that you're like letting him kind of lead and you're following right behind him on that. It's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it helped. It also helped me uh, is being able to let go. Like one thing with art is knowing, knowing when it's recognizing when something is finished when it's mm-hmm. time to move on to something else. Um, and kind of that, kind of taking that and putting that into the way that I raised them, like, instead of always be focused on, this is the goal, we gotta, gotta keep going until we get it 100% right. Like, you know what, this is fine, we can live with this, we can build on this and the next make the next thing better. Um, yeah, save well, that's all, great. Save some of those ideas and techniques for something different and not get focused on this one goal and not enjoying the process. Okay. And it's kind of like my, my vision, like of coming back and wanting to be there and raise them of, I didn't get to enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. And it's missing so much of the, those first steps and first words yes. and recitals and things like that. And uh, where I couldn't enjoy it. like, oh, going to like, going to my kids games, like, oh man, he, he, he missed that. He missed that hit. He, uh, he wasn't watching, he wasn't, wasn't watching his lanes, things like that. And it's like not being able to fully enjoy it. Cause then I'm like critiquing and like, they're not enjoying like, Oh, seeing how far they've come along. Yeah. So it just, um, that's one of, one of the best things about getting back into the art has helped me center and not be so straight, straightforward focused. Mm-hmm. Okay. The yeah. tunnel vision. <laughs> That's cool. That is cool. Well, I'm going to put the one question I have that's just for Matt in, in this spot real quick and just give him a chance to answer and then we'll move on to the more collaborate stuff. So Matt, I'm curious. So you're, you've been on the board for the past three years. Uh, you came in and uh, just sort of tried to find your way. I, I know a little bit of your story, like, you know, you, cause I was with you at the time. So like you kind of found your way and then you just recently um, had served this past year uh, as the secretary uh, for the, uh, for the board. And so I'm kind of, I'm curious, like what has been your proudest moment during your three years on the board? Um, honestly, for me, I think my proudest moment w- was when I realized that the monthly webinar series had hit a full year. Um, when I ran for the board the first time, um, my, my whole goal was to help increase what the organization was doing outside of the convention, um, you know, to become more than a social media group with a convention. And I came up with this idea of doing a monthly webinar. And uh, oddly enough, the idea came up before COVID. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, COVID and the lockdown, I did one webinar before COVID hit. Um, and then the lockdown started and it became a really big focus. And at some point uh, I realized that I had been doing it for like a year and, and it was still going and, and it was still happening. And then watching other members of the board branch out and start doing more and more things outside of the convention, whether it's, you know, the podcast that you and Danny have put together, which is fantastic, 
or the mental health break, you know, the mental health check-ins that, you know, are happening twice a week with Danny's help, um, you know, or, you know, the dad lounge, you know, where guys are just getting together and hanging out two nights a week and socializing. It's brought so much more community together than just typed words on social media and a once a year convention. And I mean, honestly, my proudest thing was just being a part of that and helping that happen. That's a great um, secondary, yeah. secondary to that would be getting all of the data files from a former president that um, had been lost to the world for many years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. There was a lot of good artwork <laughs> in there, and it, it was a try. It was a trial. It took almost a year, but I got them. <laughs> You did. That was, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, uh, I got to watch some of that process take place. So yeah, kudos to you on definitely getting that. Cause that was quite the feat for sure. <laughs> and I, I don't think people really understand how important it is to have all of the artwork we can get, all the content that we can get and having had, and what the situation was here is that we had someone that had unintentionally taken the, just like the folder of all the, all the pictures and, no one knew where it was for what I understand. No one knew you couldn't track it down. Finally tracked it down and got it, Matt. And that's it. That is excellent. Work well, there was, and it was so a box, much in a box with some time magazines in yeah. Florida. And, no, it was like, no, we always try not to say that. I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> no, it was definitely not that it was more along the lines of uh, back in the day, uh, the board was not as organized as it is now and everything was not in one place. So, you know, people would create stuff on their account. And then when they would, their time was up on the board, like it went with them and nobody was like, Hey, can you leave that here or anything? And so, well, that was the biggest part of it was like, Hey, we know this one person has like all of this stuff. And it's like, uh, we really need all that stuff. And so it took, you know, it took a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean I would... honestly, not, not, you know, I don't think there was any like hiding it or anything. No, it no. was just, you know, these days we maintain all of our records and our files on like a Google drive where it will be in existence in the cloud. And no matter how many times we change board members, the board will always have access to this information. Um, most of this all took place before the cloud was really a thing. Yes, that's exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> a large amount of this was it was a former president who had a large amount of the data for the organization just on his personal hard drive. So it kind of was like having all of the documents in a box underneath the bed type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Except they weren't. He was allowed to have all only. Of yeah. Them. He was allowed to have them. They were not classified. Yeah. It's all good. OK. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and you know, and, and he was and he was really good. I mean, it was never like he objected to giving them back. It was just a matter of finding a way to work through mm -hmm. the technology when I'm on one side of the country and he's on the other side of the country. We can't just like pass a thumb drive to each other. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it finally got done and there's some great old school artwork in there. Um, I, my personal favorite was we got our hands back on the original artwork that Brian Gordon of foul, of foul language yeah. did for the organization where he converted our logo to his little ducks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That and one's I really mean, neat. you know, just having that is amazing. Definitely. Yeah. It's nice to have that. It's, it's almost like getting a hold of an archive that was sitting somewhere where we just couldn't obtain it and and now we have it so that's great man thanks for uh thanks for answering that so kind of and so back to the 
everybody questions here from that. So what's your plan once you get on the board? Like one, like, why did you agree to run? Um, what do you bring? What do you bring to the table that's not already there? And what would you like to see? Like, what what are some things that you're wanting to maybe change or improve? Um, I'm gonna start with uh, Gerard. All right. So, um, guess wanting to run and be on the board um, was interested in seeing the. I kind of like seeing the vision uh, being laid out of where the organization was going and wanting to see more um, of the things like the webinars. And you said, like Matt was saying about it being more than just the con and the Facebook group. would like to see how can we move some of these things to actual real world, real world events. Some of the discussions and stuff being, uh, in market workshops and uh, seminars. I know just from talking to dads in my community um, and you see um, a lot of the, lot of the work, like I said, the workshops and things like that for mothers that are not necessarily uh, inviting places, spaces for fathers. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see um, a lot of these discussions and the things that we talk about in the group and let them know that fathers being able to have that access and seeing like, yeah, there are hundreds, thousands of other dads out here having these same conversations um, and, and making those accessible and bringing that offline into the real world. Um, so that's, that's one of like the major thing that I would like to um, focus on on my perspective time with the board yeah how can how can how can we bring um more of our community offline i love it yeah that's good stuff that's great definitely i feel like that's something that's been talked about a lot um but hasn't really had the rubber meet the road on it so uh yeah i love it that's something that you're you're passionate about that's great um kyle denny man what a what what it what uh enticed you to say yes to come in and and uh you know run for the board and uh what do you what are you looking to do um well i i wanted to run for the board not because i had like a real big idea to bring um actually danny had said it uh last year on the podcast when you were interviewing the 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 people. And he said that he was running for the board at the time because he felt like the organization just gave so much to him that he wanted to, mm-hmm. to give back. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I was going to say something similar, but he said it so well that time. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just quoting him. Nobody remembers what I say. Come on, man. If I, if I, can bring something uh i i am not necessarily a great organizer but i do find myself taking the lead in a lot of things and so like with book club after my second convention in minneapolis i had made so many friendships over the two conventions i had been to i got tired of like waiting a year to see the guys and so when covid happened and i wanted to read I came up with book club and I just invited those guys that I talked to 
on the you know the regular facebook group i just invited them to book club and um you know i i continue to invite you see my posts every couple weeks and um so it's just you know every two weeks we get to hang out and it, the premise is we talk about a book for a little bit and then you know chatter goes elsewhere but uh it, it's definitely something i would like to help other dads to do um to show like you know you don't have to be a great leader or have some genius idea like you can take a small idea like i want to read more and and somehow bring other dads into it and mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah I think I th- I think that watching you um, with leading the Denver Dads group has been very uh, inspiring uh, to a lot of the organizers in City Dads who are either trying to figure out how to get their group back and re-energized after being on lull for so long during the pandemic, um, or just watching and getting ideas. Um, you've been uh, you know you've been very active and. Uh, I know that I know that uh, Matt and Lance, those guys, like I I know that definitely they're very happy to see those things. And I'm very excited about it. It helps me to like as as the, you know, Cincinnati dads group leader to basically be like, man, like, all right, like I can do this too, get this going type of thing. And so, um, yeah, man, I I think that uh, being the fact that you're like a lead organizer for for a local dads group is uh, is a great thing to to bring to the organization for sure yeah so matt you're uh you're coming back to trying to get back on again for another three years you're you're not done with uh being punished enough yet so uh <laughs> um it has I, its ups and downs oh i know it always does but uh what uh you know what are, what are your plans what are you wanting to change uh, you know what do you what do you bring to the table after uh being on for for three years well, after taking over as secretary um, this past year, um, prior to this, um, our previous secretary on the board um, had held the role of secretary for his entire three-year term. Quetzal did a great job, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Quetzal was amazing and did an incredible job. And not only did he do a great job, he left a great blueprint for me to follow once I took the position. Um, since starting as secretary, uh, there's been this whole host of new like challenges and things that I see that can be improved upon. Um, the primary goal that I have, uh, if, if I get reelected and hold on to the secretary position is I want to see more transparency in how the organization is run. Um, just recently we upgraded our website to where we actually have a members area on the website. And I want to see more and more information about exactly who the organization is, not only what we do, but how we do it. I want to see like board meeting minutes, not only being posted there, but being posted in a timely manner so that any member of the organization can know exactly what the board is talking about. Um, I'd like to see things like our bylaws and our board policies, you know, get, you know, well, our bylaws are now updated and finalized. We're in the process of getting our official board policies um, codified and, you know, voted on. And then at that point, I'd like to see all of those get posted on the website 
so that people know exactly what the organization that they're supporting and they're a part of is doing and how it's being run. I don't think any member of this organization should have any questions about what's going on. No, that's great. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that I, I will say that since uh, becoming part of the organization many years ago, and I'm sure Danny can attest this, he's been in it longer than me. The, the amount of transparency has definitely gotten better <laughs> over, mm-hmm. over the years for sure. Uh, I'll say and, too, I yeah. never felt like anyone was keeping anything from me. It was just more, well, you got to go find it, right? You know, as opposed right, to, yeah. it, no, well, it's just right here in my newsletter or anything like that. It was like, uh, well, who's the board? Can I go find it? Yeah, you have to go here and you go here and then there they are. And it was, you know, it wasn't a secret. So I want to make sure that's said too, because I don't feel like we've ever oh, been yeah. at a point where we were doing that. But definitely, I'd love the idea of transparency. Oh, yeah. Well, a prime prime example is as per our bylaws, any member of the organization has the right to request a copy of the board meeting minutes at any given point. Um, Prior to us getting the members area on the website, in order to do that, someone actually had to reach out to the secretary of the organization, request the minutes, then the secretary had to take that file and email it directly to that person. Um. We have the technology now, like people shouldn't have to ask. Those should just be somewhere where somebody can click on it and read it. There's a whole lot of people who won't care to. Um, I can assure you they're not that interesting most of the time. <laughs> yeah. um, but everybody, but everybody who wants to shouldn't have to jump through hoops to, to know exactly what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Um, so I'm curious too, and uh, actually this was a question from one of the members. They were curious, what experience do any of you have with either uh, working for a 501c3 or being a part of uh, the PTA? Kyle? I've never been on my PTA. I have served on my uh, HOA. So, okay. <laughs> um, I would consider that a, a thankless job. I Agreed. don't think it's a 501c three though but that's okay though. Um, you're, you're dealing with lots of people and all of the hullabaloo oh, yes. that comes with that so i can't oh yeah <laughs> um but you know i volunteer like with food kitchens uh that my church is associated with i um i i it's escaping me but i i don't have a ton of yeah profession like I guess 50C, 501c3 volunteering experience. That's okay. Great. Uh, yeah. I, I think that even just having the experience of being a part of HOA, it has, there's a lot that comes with that. So yeah. <laughs> you deal with a lot of the things coming at you from every side. And that's what, that's what happens when you're on the board. You, you know, there might be a day where, you know, you get like three or four people coming at you with all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, it's quiet for, for weeks on end. And then all of a sudden, like something blows through the wind and here we go again. So, yeah, yeah I was going to say, there's a lot of different uh, opinions that are not shared very nicely on that board. <laughs> yeah. So then, it, yeah. And that's, that's kind of one of the nice things that I feel like, especially our admin staff does really well with, with communication is they're very good to keep an eye on that and kind of tamper down like 
anything that's getting too unruly and and uh, addressing it as as need be. So that's something that a little bit easier to do than it is maybe in an HOA. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what about you, Matt? Um, all of my experience of working with a 501c3 has been with the National At Home Dad Network. Um, I went to my first two conventions in 2016 and 2017. Um, starting in 2018, I came in and started helping out with the coordination of food and beverage services for the conventions. Um, just because honestly, it's what I used to do for a living. It was a skill set that I had, and it wasn't one that people that anybody else had volunteered to put to use. And, you know, I started there. And then in 2019 in Minneapolis, I ran for the board. And, um, you know, for the past three years, I've been working with a 501c3. Right. Uh, but other than that, um, you know, I'm a member of my PTA. Uh, I go to meetings, but uh, I'm certainly not, you know, uh, an officer or anything like that. Um, I volunteer at my kids' school regularly. Um, I think my my first official position was uh, my, my kids' elementary school does clubs, which are led by parents and it's a once a week thing and um in a fit of uh what's the word mild hysteria um i decided that i was going to do a drumming club for um kindergarten through second graders Hmm. that Um, sounds like a step below is that a step below like the recorder is that wait you're (laughs) Um, you're teaching and encouraging small children to use drums yeah, yeah. I actually gave Gerard's them like, like no. traditional West African <laughs> and um, middle. Well, we we stuck mostly with primarily Middle Eastern um, drums and rhythms because that's what I play. Um, but yeah, we did. Did you send them entire... home with a drum, Matt? Did you send them home with a drum? <laughs> no, no. They borrowed right. the drums okay. from All the right. music department at school. No, okay. They learned how to turn things in, at home into drums. <laughs> I did encourage them to drum on things at home to practice their rhythms. Hmm. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> oh, I love the idea, man. I love the I love the spirit. I love the 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 compassion or the passion you have for that in the, your community and stuff. But seriously, man, you teach kids to bang. <laughs> oh, I stuff. learned my lesson. I, I did right. that once. After that, I did a Lego club, and yeah, I did yeah, a, Lego. And I did a and I did a I assisted with the nail polish club. There you go. They wanted somebody else to be there, and I was like, I don't know how to paint nails, but I'll learn. There you go. Yeah. And, and you we go. did nail polish for the kids, and then COVID hit and they stopped letting parents go into the school and mm-hmm. i did one virtual club and that was just terrible <laughs> again compliments to all of the elementary school teachers that held <laughs> elementary school kids attention via zoom because yeah. i couldn't do it for 40 minutes of a club and mm-hmm. they were doing it all day long so <laughs> kudos uh, to all of them thank you for that and uh, Gerard, what about you, man? What's your uh, what's your background with 501c3s or uh, PTAs? Since I know you've got like the swath of kids from 21 down. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But I want to say, speaking of drums, somebody gave my kid a steel drum a few months ago. Oh, that person doesn't get to come to your house will, anymore, does it? They, and they will rule today. <laughs> yeah. yeah life is a circle I, I, I man very, life is a circle yeah, i very strongly recommend 
uh, about a 12 inch diameter Remo djembe can be heard about half a mile from the house. No, <laughs> nope, nope. The neighbors love it. The neighbors yeah. love it. Yeah, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was working with nonprofits um, currently and professionally have worked with a slew of nonprofits and doing cause marketing. Um, so in consulting and truly crafting um, the men's health programs and youth mentoring programs and consulting with them on how to um, expand their outreach. And so I have a, worked with the uh, Maryland Department of Health to, they wanted to do event series and do men's health series throughout the whole state. Um, we work with like 10 different not-for-profits that we went, went in and actually had discussions and um, guided them in going to the community and doing community surveys um, to see what needs um, were being asked for by the community and how the orgs can, could best tackle those. And without um, basically stepping on other programs' toes and kind of like the double tracking where a lot of things were getting falling through the cracks. There were a lot of, uh, lots of programs about sexual, uh, sexual disease prevention, but none on actual um, sexual health. Mm-hmm. So expanding the helping people expand their programs and being able to understand that it not be just on the singular issue that these things are, that things are related and how, Kind of like being a bridge between organizations, um, helping them being able to organizations that typically wouldn't uh, work with each other because they have similar paths and generally fighting over the same grants, things like that. And I, I, how can both of you are trying to get these same grants? How can you both get those grants and serve your communities um, without your organization not being fully funded? So kind of a little of the nuances of nonprofits like that. Um, and also uh, being a youth mentor, I uh, worked with a media arts organization and everything from uh, after school drop-in program to we would um, train the youth on how to produce media. And, and from there, they would go out and design everything from documentaries to art projects and cable access TV shows based on on their community and how they could um, how they could enhance their community and be stronger contributors to their community. So I also try to find uh, the balance because profe- on the professional side, I in marketing, I work with a lot of unscrupulous products, uh, a lot of alcohol and tobacco and mm, rock music and gangster rap and a lot of stuff. So I'd always try to find every year I would try to find two organizations kind of balance out my chi. (laughs) (laughs) I cleanse my aura from the six months of passing out cigarettes at concerts. Like, all right, now how can I balance that out and then then go and do some health, go into those same cities. And now let's uh, do some cancer checks and men's prostate health and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. nice Kyle did you have a question yeah um, I was just gonna add that 
uh, when you guys were talking, it reminded me that I volunteered on the uh, committee, the planning committee this year. That's right. Yeah. You've oh, been cool. helping out with planning too. So definitely. And, and that's a big help. That is a huge, it's, yeah. it's so much work. It was a lot of fun to be on the, the inside of everything mm-hmm. to see it. Gerard, have you done, I, I thought we had a conversation previously and I apologize if, cause my, I, talk to a lot of people uh in Cincy whatever did you did you do work with conventions previously too like yeah. setting up or yeah um so I've managed trade shows mm-hmm. uh trade shows um on doing like booth booth everything from booth installs to actually manning booth manning booth staff and manage managing and recruiting staff for uh some trade shows the uh, comic-con and um, National Restaurant Association, stuff like that. Well, you jumped in and you were a huge help last year, you know, for me being the one organizing everything there in Cincinnati and stuff. And when you were like, oh yeah, like I've done, I have this background with conventions. I'm like, please come here and help. And you were like, sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like it was, it was a nice, just like breath of fresh air to have somebody that I was like, all right, like he knows what's up. Like I don't have to really have much concern. Like, and you did an amazing job just know the flow and try to ease the process yeah and it was and it was great because it was a huge weight lifted off of of my anxious shoulders at that point trying to to figure it all out so definitely man you you mentioned too though so i i think the thing that i'm most interested with your uh involvement with 501c3s and this is something that i've seen the organization even struggle with is that whole idea of having commonality with another like organization. So like there are lots of fatherhood organizations out there and we all sort of like run the same path. And it's that idea of like, we want to work together. I don't want to step on your toes. Uh, we all, you know, want to do these amazing things for our dads and stuff like that. But it's like, how do we both like work together and get what we need without like one person, you know, screwing another person type of deal and getting, you know, right. that kind of thing and keeping the relationships that we have. And I know that like there's been times in the past, like the organization has not done that well. And then other times where they have done it well, and it's, it's very interesting. So like, to me, like that is probably the one thing I'm like, I want to pick your brain about, honestly, because <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's a huge asset um, that that could be utilized. So that's really yeah, cool. Being able to really see what are what are the, what are the goals for organization and what do we do the best? What are the best mm-hmm. things that we do? And maybe like there's something that we want to do, but you know, like well, we have. City Dads has a stronger infrastructure for that particular thing. So how can we partner with them? Or um, Yes Dad. And partnering with Oregon, but yeah, just being able to go in and recognize our strengths and be able to build. Because like I said, at the end of the day, we're all trying to do more and be great assets for the dads out there. Yeah, definitely. And so yeah, how can we all do it together? And not not just be fighting for that same slice of the pie mm-hmm. when all we're trying to do is pass out pie anyway. Right. <laughs> right. We're just we're trying, trying to, to pass the pie out. Like right. give us more pie so we can give away more pie. Mm-hmm. 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 Definitely. Um, so and kind of along with that too. So one of the members had was also curious about this with um 
so here's what he said. Um, he said he'd be curious to know the candidates' takes on networking with stay-at-home moms and bridging the connection with other similar organizations that moms might have. So, because he says moms plus dads equals stay-at-home parents united, which I kind of I agree with him. Like, but at the same time, too, like, is that something that you is that something that you feel you're you try to do when you're out or is that something that you find is is difficult to do um we'll start with matt i don't think it's difficult um i I think the secret is understanding that there are definitely things that stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads very much have in common but there are also things that are very specific to stay-at-home moms Mm. and very specific to stay-at-home dads true um when my daughter started preschool uh, at a local when, you know, right after my son was born or right before my son was born, um, I was the only dad that ever dropped off or picked up a kid. (laughs) Um, So it very rapidly became me and like five or six moms that ended up hanging out every day. And it took me about a good month to month and a half to like get a feel for, you know, the commonalities that we had and the areas that I just needed to like, my input was not required. Um, You know, there's no reason for me as a dad to jump into that conversation. And I, I, I love the idea of collaborating with some of these stay at home mom groups. I think the key is just to make sure that when we do collaborate with them, that we are very respectful of letting them maintain their own space just as much as we want to maintain our own space. Yeah, well said. Definitely. Well said. What about you, Kyle? Um, so when I first became a stay-at-home dad, I connected with a, a mom's group in my neighborhood. And um, I did a lot of like, um, that was, yeah, my only interaction was first six months when I became a stay-at-home dad. So I definitely see a lot of value in that. Um, And I think, uh, you know, you just kind of got to know the boundaries. Like you got to know what your partner's okay with, like, you know, hanging out at someone's house, whether it's in their backyard or or in their house um, or, but as far as like organizations, I I think that's totally cool. I've done that with my, uh, Denver Dads group is connected with other mom groups, you know, and done a, a day at the museum or if you rent like a, a blow up structure for the park, you know, you, you, you pair with the mom's group and then you save half the money. Right. <laughs> Definitely. So, so yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we're both parents, so we have that commonality and, you know, I, I think, yes, there are, certain boundaries you got to have and and definitely I like I know when I had that interaction with the mom's group in my neighborhood like after you know a few months like I I I knew I was missing the dads yeah (laughs) you know and then I found city dad so yeah I guess you can connect but you gotta you gotta have your dads 
Oh yeah, definitely. I always find it interesting. I, I run into the moms at like I, when I would go to the playground with my kids when they were little, and I would mention that I was a part of the National At Home Dad Network, and they were like, "There's a National At Home Dad Network. Why isn't there something for moms?" I'm like, I don't know. You want to start it? Like, <laughs> and they just kind of look at you. But even better is when you tell them it's been around for over 20 years, and they're just like, "What?" So, um, yeah, I that's the the kind of the fun thing to just sort of like put in front of moms and they're just always mm-hmm. like surprised by that yeah i've had a mom literally that i knew for a while that i talked about several times at the convention and everything and she I, I wore a shirt i think raleigh or whatever from one of the conventions and they actually they're walking behind me at church and she goes wait oh so this is like an actual thing like an organization and i'm like what did you think i was talking about the whole time <laughs> right. me and bob we go down in the corner and and just talk about our babies that's it no it's a full thing so it's yeah. very interesting because, again, moms don't have that, which is, in a way, sad. Well, I, I think part of the reason that moms don't have that, though, is that the infrastructure on the local level for the mom community it is a whole lot stronger than yeah. it is in the dad community. You know, you can't go onto a local, like, parenting group in, my, in, in North Carolina anyway without instantly hearing about four or five mom meetup groups and the rest of it and one dad group. And that's usually us or city dads. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, so I I think the national group was born out of necessity more than anything else. Yeah. What about you, Gerard? What's uh, what, how do you feel about that whole trying to connect with stay at home moms and and what's that experience been like for you? Yeah. Um, it's about a conversation I was having yesterday and that there are so many commonalities between like stay-at-home moms, stay-at-home dads that a lot of stay-at-home moms don't realize that, you know, that dads go through go, dads go through these same things too, and have these have these same pressures, have all these same anxieties, um, things like like I asked a question earlier today about dealing with postpartum uh, depression, and a lot of moms see it as you know, a father couldn't relate or dad, dads don't feel that at all. Dads wouldn't get, why would a dad have that? And, and it's from having those, some, so many of those separations of not having those joint communities and not having those conversations in a more formal way outside of like reading articles or just general friendly conversations, but actual having events that focus on Something like you have a postpartum dealing with postpartum and it is for parents, not not just dealing how moms can do it. Yeah. Making, making events and things and topics like that open to fathers. And so making that those those spaces um, available to fathers. Definitely. I completely agree that um, you know, things like postpartum, things like um, you know, miscarriage. Um, those conversations that everybody thinks is just something that the mom goes through, um, peeling back more of that and realizing that, you know, moms and dads are both experiencing that. And, you know, your question that you had asked earlier, like I was just one, I was really happy that you'd, you know, were willing to put it out there. Uh, and two, that, you know, there's a community of dads who are able to talk to you and answer the questions for that. And, and that's the thing that I love about this organization is that there are so many people that are like, yep, I've been there, felt that 
I completely understand like and are able to have those conversations. So that's awesome, man. I I, I appreciate that. Yeah, having like I have friends that have um like had had a baby's not come to term over the past couple of years, a few friends and just how many of uh, the guys are like, I'm like, well, you talk to somebody about it, like, and the way they, the way they deal with it is like, well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make too big of a deal of it. I don't want to make her feel worse or like, well, what about your feelings? How are you feeling? How are you dealing with it? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be okay. But yeah. It's been a year, but you're not okay. So you need yeah. to let somebody yeah. know and it, that it's okay to not be okay. And, I said having environments where those hard conversations can go and be had and respectfully and being laid out that it's the intention that moms and dad are sharing these experiences together. Definitely. And helping each other grow. Yeah. I know Minneapolis, we did a, uh, a miscarriage breakout session and it was um, very emotional and I was a very amazed by the amount of dads who showed up. Most of them just sitting there quietly. Like, I don't know if I'm going to share, but I I'm here in solidarity. And then to most for the majority of them to actually speak up and say, this is the first time I have ever uttered these words out loud type of thing. Just really brought to the forefront of the fact that this is a huge issue that's completely unspoken and uh and dads are just holding it in and for the most part like sound like just talking to them is like it just eats you up um mentally and so yeah i i love the fact that you know there's there's a platform here for for that so i appreciate you answering that question and and showing that there is the unity there that, that, that definitely there's, there's connections with, with the moms and dads for that. Danny, I'm going to pass it on to you, man. I feel like I've been talking the whole night, most of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've kind of gone over everything that we really wanted to go over. Um, I will say that uh, we do want to remember that Keith would have been here if he hadn't decided to just go on vacation. That's fine. Uh, But let me say this, I don't think it's always been our motto. It is. I don't, don't, it is. Yeah. And I don't think really if anybody that knows Keith, especially those of us who are on the board and see how much work he does, how many things he'll just pick up because everybody else, no one has it. And Keith will just grab it. He, uh, he does very good at his job. So I will say that for him um, just because he's not here. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, just so that everybody's aware, like Keith is a big part of the reason that we are able to connect with the sponsors that we have. He's been huge in doing that. Um, he's been really a big part of connecting with media. Um, and really just, he's very easy to communicate with. Um, and he's done a really good job of that. Um, and he's been vice president for the past year or two. I don't even remember two exactly. Years. Two years, I, I think, think is what it is. So yeah, I think two years. So yeah. Um, so and I've I've worked alongside with him quite a bit on uh home dad con stuff. He does a lot of communication with the hotels. Um, and anybody who's had a hotel room issue in the past two years, like that that guy's on it. He's really quick to fix an issue and uh, make you feel like he's your concierge <laughs> in a lot of ways. So he does a good job with, with all those things. Matt, what do you got? I was just going to say, let, let's not forget all the work that Keith has done recently with the website. 
Yes. Um, Keith, Keith has been directly responsible for helping get that members area up and functioning and working. Um, he literally taught me how to use it as the secretary so I can use it to keep <laughs> that's saying a lot no, kidding. <laughs> all together uh, so that I can keep the membership logs and everything all up to date and together. Um, he's done a lot of work on that and he need, we need to make sure he gets the credit he's due. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And we'll, and too, like um, we'll have videos um, that'll get mm -hmm. posted here in a little bit. Um, imagine in the next, I would hope in the next week, I don't know where things are exactly with, with that. Well, it but... has to be because we only have three weeks left. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Here, right. Yeah. But yeah. Everybody gets, has done a video and everybody, including Keith, um, we'll have an opportunity to see, you know, directly from everyone. So if you, for any reason, didn't get to hear this podcast. I don't know why you get the, how you get this message, but for anybody <laughs> that doesn't, they'll be uh, they'll be there for us. So we'll have that. Get Definitely. an idea of who we want to put on the board, and they'll be available to the members. We'll make sure that links to those videos are available, whether it's on the Discord server, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever format you interact with the organization with. Those videos will be available so that everybody can see them and the members can make their uninformed decision. Right. And also too, um, so if you're a member and you're not going to home dad con, you still are able to vote for board members. Um, we have an electronic um, Google sheet that we'll be sending out to members for them to be able to vote. And uh, also to the videos will get shown as well. I believe before the actual voting, we usually show those and then go to voting as well. So, and voting is all done electronic. Now we're not doing anything written on papers, which is so nice for uh, coming up with the final tallies. <laughs> um, huge, huge update and huge, uh, you know, from, from previous years where, you know, you have to recount after trying to figure out if you had miscounted. So um We'll make sure there's no hanging chads. It'll be all good. Uh, <laughs> You're aging yourself there, Brock. I know. Well, that's okay. That's okay. So, but um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, thanks so much guys for coming on the show. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it really has been Making great. Time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, time, you know, we know that time has definitely been going on, Matt, with everything going on with your family. Gerard, you got all your kiddos. <laughs> and, and, you know, Kyle, I know you're busy with all kinds of stuff, too. So yeah, thank we you saw guys. Kyle's kids come in quiet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at some point, you go, dad, dad. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that feeling. It's not a show if the kid doesn't come in at some point. So it's all good. But yeah, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Um, and really appreciate you sharing uh, your visions yeah. and your passions for wanting to be on the board. And hopefully it helps to uh, give everybody else a chance to uh, make a, a sound judgment for uh, who they would like to see uh, come on for this uh, for this next three years. Thanks for having us. I'll say thank you for the opportunity to speak. Definitely. Y'all have a good one. Good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.